I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hello and welcome to the Gallant Few Rangers podcast. My name's Colin and I'm delighted to be back with you all speaking about a splendid result as Rangers absolutely hammered tips. The Blue Blizzards, we can call it, since there was snow, four goals to one at Easter Road. Um, probably one of the more positive pods we're going to have in a wee while, so I've got an absolute cheery lineup. Um, first of all, Davey T, the beacon of sunshine that he is, joining us for Germany. How are you, mate? Oh, wait till the two old grumpy guys get started. We'll 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 bring it down a level. <laughs> no, absolutely great. Thoroughly enjoyed last night. I think everybody did. Totally, just looks like a new team was out playing. Just so quick and so yeah, get into them type of football and really enjoyed it. Great. Here to hopefully offset the grumpiness, young Andy. How are you, my friend? I'm good, mate. Yeah. <laughs> I started last week my first podcast and a bad note after the old firm loss, but really kicked in a new gear last night and uh, I'm a happy, do I look happy? Well, to ask me stupid questions then, you know, it's, it's good to always get one over the high bees, you know, knocked them down a wee peg and uh, I, in spectacular fashion. Yeah, speaking of debuts, that's Bill in the comments as well saying hello. Um, it was a hard draft for used to last week uh, coming on after an old firm defeat. Uh, probably you more so uh, because you've had four or five days to think about it over and over in your head. But uh-huh. nice to see you back on after a win. Yeah. Here to um, make it um, four guys just way a sheer unadulterated get it up your hips. Davy P, how are you? Smash and Colin, yeah. I mean, last night was uh, was the best of the season. We uh, this second half. I mean, my my concern was that we would not continue, you know, the first half into the second half. But we did. In fact, we would even get better. It was uh, cheering out loud moments 
the TV. Absolutely, and um, it did me some quite illustrating. Obviously, I was in the press box last night, um, and I had to had to revert back to the the polite gentleman golf clapping. Um, but the fire in my belly was roaring. Um, but we will get into it. Last but not least, hello to all the listeners watching live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Um, good to see you as always. As always, get your get your comments into the comment section. Um, Quality Arms, obviously, we've launched all our members' pages this week. And if MD missed it, for members only, we have the 10 questions with Morris Ross went live on Wednesday. And also, we've still got the, the daily news pods uh, every morning as well, Monday to Friday. Last night was a buzz getting in to the press box, seeing Rangers just day hangs. Um, that's where the pods were trying to get more and more of that going. So, if you can you know, support us by either following, liking, or even subscribing for a pound a month. It's much appreciated. So I'll stop kissing our own arses and just get into the football. David T, I'm going to come to you first. Um, I'll let you get your, your angry old man out, but we're not going to spend too much time on this. Rangers did actually go, go down yesterday. Um, for have started full of life. Um, obviously, a bit of buzz about them after... Well, Easter Road was full of emotion. Um, it was a it was a nice tribute to Ron Gordon, and um, has really responded to that. Put Rangers under a bit of pressure the first four or five minutes, but the goal for me was criminal. Um, long ball and for a deep free kick. That boy Hop, um, he's he's lost his man, and no one was anywhere near him. You were probably closer to marking him in the middle of Europe. Um, come here, and a ball across, and Golson just puts in his in his own net. We've we don't see too many on goals, but time and time again we do see Rangers players losing a man in the box. Yeah, Colin, the the the, the fact was and I'll get my grumpy bit out of the way here, first of all. Uh, the, the fact was there was eight Rangers players in there and there was four Hibs players. The whole attack there was only four Hibs players. They only said four players up and they stood there, there was three at the back, and we had we had we did Zarwood Henry at the back. They were all standing. Ryan Jack was the last man. He was picked picked up with the number four. But what the number four done was he dragged Ryan Jack with him when he was started moving in. So the referee could, I suppose, blow for that, but at corners, everybody's blocking everybody and uh but then the guy just sort of a walks away, Raskin standing doing nothing. Uh in the front of the the the, the, the box, Cholak uh, standing doing nothing. Cantwell standing doing nothing. No marking anybody. And as I say, three Hibs players at the back. Rangers players have given six at the front. No marking anybody. And the guy just toddles around the back of it, walks away from everybody, and he's got about what five six yards. He start to get the ball at his foot, foot. cross it, put it across. And there's the one thing that we were taught at school. No, everybody can do it. Is kick their left foot if they're right footed. Connor Golson tried to kick it with his, uh, with his right foot instead of putting his left foot. He puts his left foot onto it. The ball goes in its natural direction. But he tried to, to kick it away with his right foot and the ball goes into the net. And uh, yeah, no, it's, I mean, <sighs> terrible defending. Terrible, terrible defending. And I don't know. We were supposed to have a corner expert come, have, have come in. Did we know it? It was one of the the, the backroom staff, not a, a corner expert. Well, I, I don't know what he's teaching them, but certainly not the right 
Right way. He's some heavy trophy corners, to be fair. It's just, he must hate defending. Um, a bit of Mark Warburton esque, as long as we score more than we concede, then it's a hassle. Um, but no, you're right. It's, and this isn't a, a new thing. That's probably why it's more frustrating set pieces. We've not been great at defending them for the last 18 months. And there's no sign of that improving anytime soon. Yeah, it's funny in the 55. Yeah, we had. I mean, we had almost any goals from set pieces in the fifty-five season. I don't know what's all of a sudden sort of a brought this in, but um, no. Hopefully, we'll get it right sometime and uh, get. But we need need to do something because we're we're getting a, a goal behind every. Well, not every game, but a lot of games before we can even start to think about going forward, and that's a that we, we can't keep that up. We've got to stop that sometime. And absolutely, and um, one of one of our members, Cammy uh, K, he's saying on the other hand, mistakes were few and uh, far between, and only one has crossed it, um, cross Rangers. Andy, that's a very good point. It's been a long time since I've seen Rangers react like that to going to go down. It's like it's like the good old days where if a team scored against Rangers, it just pissed them off. I thought this goal did spark Rangers back in their life, and. Uh, the more that first half went on, they, they just grew more and more into the game, didn't they? Aye. Um, actually, it reminded me of Michael's first game in charge because um, we went behind quite early against Hibs at Ibrox and then we went and hunted a sec- uh, an equaliser down. I think it was Sakala. Nice driven effort across the keeper. And then we didn't see straight away again. But I think we went in behind at half time 2 1 that game. But it was a kind of feeling that, okay, they're, they're wanting to. Right, that wrong. We were quite unfortunate with the two goals we conceded in that first game, but there was a hunger, and that's good. I want the players to have that kind of bite, the hunger about them. It looked like a, a team that yeah, the COVID season in '55. It was. It looked at that they had a bit of swagger about them, like you know, we're Rangers. We're good. matter. They might score one, but we can easily go score four, five, six. They're just. They're just another team to walk over. They make it one. Ironically, <laughs> we bring in a set piece coach, Harry Watling. I, I thought well, that's a good, a good wee addition to the the coaching uh, squad. It, it looks like we're doing a wee bit better in terms of going for the an attacking headers for a, attacking corners, but defending, yep, set pieces are still a bit shaky. Um, I, I'm sure they'll maybe swing it around and say, well, technically we scored from that set piece, so. If you want to look at it that way, we did a great job, but unfortunately, it doesn't go into our side of the scoreboard. It goes for theirs. Aye, um, I don't know how much um, that would have flew uh, with Golson trying to justify himself to Michael Beale at half time. Um, I would have loved to have been a fly in the wall for that conversation. Uh, Davy, uh, Davy P. I think Rangers, Rangers energy and Rangers drive. Uh, what he does. I don't want, we're going to come to a, a lot of players and a lot of partnerships um, throughout the night tonight. But for me, it all starts in the middle of the park. Ryan Jack was outstanding, and I think him and Nico, Nico Rassian had a, a, a solid partnership. You'd think they were playing together for years. What was your thoughts in the midfield duel last night? They were superb, <clears throat> both of them. Uh, just, I mean, just complement one another. Uh, Ryan Jack is was possibly, you know, my man of the match. I thought Todd Cantwell was superb as well. As I was asking, I thought, you know, throughout the team, we were we were eights and nines. It was, uh, it was just a joy 
to watch that game and, and it was all the way through it. Obviously, they had the chance in three minutes. They eventually got the goal in five, six minutes, whenever it was. And then pretty much after that, I think they had one shot and target the whole game. So I think we just put the goal in context, you know, over the, the match as a whole. Obviously, it's not the best start. But uh, Rangers then after that just annihilated them. It was, uh, I was, uh, <laughs> I ended up singing, <laughs> which was, I'm not known for, to be honest. So we uh, we, we took them apart. It was it was just great. The, the midfield, the second goal, I mean, and we'll come on to A, because is that not, there's one for, for Drum to review and say, this is how, this is how it's done. Wins the ball in the midfield. Pings it to Kent, Kent's get, gives it to Sakala, Sakala knocks it over. So we're four or five touches away from winning at the midfield to the ball going in the net. It was, uh, that's how to do it. You know, just more like that, please. And that, that's the thing for me. Um, there was more energy in the middle of the park, which obviously helps. We've seen against Celtic that we were just so slow and we were two yards off the opposition all times. There was a bit more legs about Jack and Raston, but it wasn't just out of possession, in possession. They moved the ball so quickly. And it wasn't it wasn't worldy passes. It was basic 10-yard passes at times, but they just recycled the ball so, so well. Um, before we touch on the, the goals and that, then I do want to open up the conversation a bit about Ryan Jack um, because it was a good bit of chat in our group chat today. Um, get all your thoughts on it. David T, I'll start with you. Ryan Jack, do you give him another year? For his ability, definitely. Um, the, the, listen, I've, I've, I've said it in the pod. Ryan Jack, when he's fit, is the best midfielder we've got. And I'm even going to include Raskin and Cantwell in that. Ryan Jack, on his, on his game, is just a brilliant uh, midfielder. And I know... One of the big things, the snobbery about uh, Rangers supporters a lot, that I read out a lot, is that we, we can't get good buys from Scottish teams. Well, Ryan Jack proves that wrong. And, yeah, do you, yeah it's, a, it's a gamble. But I'm, the way I'm thinking, I think, and I said it last week as well, I think the whole midfield needs cleared out. Um, and that's including Lundstrom and... Uh, the, all, all the older ones, including Jack at that time as well. Kamara needs to go. So that that's my on it. I think Jack is given himself, uh, if he can get fit, he's given himself where I might think, okay, maybe we can offer him a one-year contract and a year-by-year contract and, kit and look what, what, he, what he does and see if he's going to be injured or if he's going to, going to keep playing. But on his game, he's he's a fantastic player, and it would be great to have him for another year anyway. Andy, there's a couple of mixed comments coming in, um, which uh, it probably it probably defines my my torment with, with this question. So Teddy Bear calling out, Jack was great, but can we trust him to stay fit for a full year? Um, but then the Times Scotsman saying having Jack as an option for another year would be brilliant. I just I don't know how much value Ryan Jack can add next season um, based on how, how often he'll be available. Absolutely. It's not the first time we've seen him come back for injury and absolutely dominate the game on talent, on ability, on attitude, all the stuff that we are lacking in the midfield. He, he's there, but 
can he stay fit? And what's your thoughts on it? Well, again, I'd like just to say what David T is saying. I think he's one of the best things we made from a, a Scottish club. And it was not just for the banter levels alone of stealing Aberdeen's captain off them, but he's a top player. He's seen that Stephen Gerrard gives him top praise for most of the games he was as a manager that he played under him. And to get praise from Stephen Gerrard, especially when you're a midfielder yourself, is top praise. Um, I, there's not that you can question his heart, his drive, his effort for the club. Anytime he puts in the blue jersey, it looks like it is his last game for Rangers, which is almost scary given the fact that half the injuries he gets half the time, you worry that could be his last game. Um, I think, for me, given the fact I look at the midfield a lot, that's the thing, we've actually got a decent position where with players in the last well, six months or so now, under the last six months of the contract, that we have a wee bit of freedom to say who we don't want. Because it is, it's in, time, in football, it's, it's harder in times to actually get rid of players than it is to bring in players if they're stuck with longer contracts. Yeah, we have the freedom of saying, well, we're just not going to renew. I think looking at if between a Stephen Davis or a Ryan Jack, you know, they're two different style players potentially, but both of them are out of contract in the summer. If you're going to give one, it has to be Ryan Jack which pains me because I love Stephen Davis. He was my hero growing up. But I think 31 years old, I was just checking that to be sure. I think there was something like a six-year gap between Davis and Jack. He's, he's, he's 31. It's not, he's, not, he's not the spring chicken anymore, but I think he's worth the gamble. It's, it's still, as it always is, a gamble. You're not going to get him 100% of the time because the way Scottish football is, sometimes it's easier to manage players that have a wee injury doubt in other countries, but with the way Scottish football is, especially also with plastic surfaces, you don't want to risk some players. I think there was a whole thing when, when we brought in John Flanagan, he was just not allowed to play in plastic pitches because of the, the nature of his injury history. But I think as long as the, we can maybe sort out the, the doctors with the silly channels behind the scenes that are <laughs> telling us they're fit when they're made of glass, it's... Uh, I think we, I think it's worth a shot because it, 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 you can always guarantee the effort it gives you. Davy P, um, a lot of comments coming in about like who do we get a day and who we need to move on and like Lundstrom and Kamara kind of falling into that conversation. And that, for me, I think a big part of it does what you do need to look at how many players are we going to get ready. Um, I feel out of contact as well, Davis. I think both of them are unlikely to sign. I think Kamara will move on. So you're kind of left with like, in the kind of engine room, Rastian, Lundstrom and Ryan Jack. And I would still want two players in um, to join them. But I think to keep the heartbeat and the cohesion of the team, if we could get even 20 games out of Ryan Jack that, next season, uh, I've been one for time and time again in the pod. We don't need 25 players to play 90 minutes, 60 games a season. But we just need players to be able to add value like at different stages of the season and when they come on, whether that's for starting the game here and there or like five minutes off the bench, where do you where do you land on it? I think we uh, we need to bring more midfielders in. You're right. I mean, Kamara's gone. Stephen Davis, uh, if he recovers from his injury, I, I don't see him returning to first deal football other than, you know, just a, a swan song to say bye-bye. Uh, I just can't see that happening uh, because I think they would have, it was possibly going to be cut anyway. And I think having a big grown-up conversation with them. But in terms of Ryan Jack, I mean Ryan Jack, the the club would have to make some sort of assessment. You know, clearly he's 
when he's on his game. And you saw last night. I mean, maybe we, maybe it's not Ryan Jack we need. It's, it's a new Ryan Jack. It's someone who's going to bring those attributes to the team. So it's it's maybe not necessarily him. If we feel it's too high a risk, you know, to do 20 games when we're playing 60 games a season, you know, we're not getting that value. So I think the recruitment team need to have a look at replacing him with something, you know, maybe even an upgrade, you know, Ryan Jack 2.0 is what we need. Not necessarily the Ryan Jack. We need someone to play that role. Whether it's him or whether it's not him, that's a, that's a decision for the management. So I think there will be a clear out. There's going to be a, I think you can see some of them are edging towards the door. Kamara, Alfredo Morelos, you know, which will break our hearts. Mine anyway. But you can see that, uh, and Michael Beale made a comment in the, the press conference today about, you know, alluding to, you know, changing the, the structure and he's, but, you know, it's uh, we've got games, so we need to just keep going with, with what we know and what they know and what we're familiar with. But kind of he's alluding to there are bigger structural changes up the road. <clears throat> so he may want uh, something else other than Ryan Jack. So there are, there are a few variables in here, which we, uh, some unknowns, which we don't know about. So depending on what that looks like, I'm sure the recruitment team will be... Uh, Pencil your names on a list at the moment. So I, I, I expect, I hope, there will be big changes. You know, we're going to see a 8, 9, 10 turnover of players in that squad and there'll be replacements we'll brought in and, and where they fit in the, the team, which Michael Beale has obviously got penciled in for, for, for the future. Who knows? It's uh, but all about conjecture. But Ryan Jack certainly last night just shows you what he can do, but... As to whether he's a long-term solution, I'm not so sure. Uh, and again, uh, we probably went off on a bit of a tangent there, but I think it's um, it's definitely these are conversations we need to be having. Well, not in the Royal We um, for guys in the FB podcast, but Ross Wilson, Michael Beale, we need to be talking about like what's happening for next season now. We can't wait to the first of June and say, oh, we should maybe run one for a player. We do need to be planning for that now. Um, Back onto the game then, and again, the reason we ended up in this was Ryan Jack and Ration were the, the heartbeat of uh, the, the Rangers team, in my opinion, uh, yesterday. And what they what they done so well is they got the ball moving side to side, back to front quickly, and it really helped the, the full-backs get into the game and their attackers. So, uh, David P, I'll stick with you, then I'll move around everybody first. I'll give you a shot and some first here. Um, Rangers first goal, um, Ryan Kent getting to the byline again. His shooting was terrible yesterday, but I thought time and time again, as an outball getting Rangers up the pitch, he was great. Rangers were given the most penaltiest of penalty ever, but it wasn't straight away by Don Robertson. He, he, he took the shite bag approach and let VAR made the decision for him. And then a, a lovely, lovely penalty for Tav, but on Ryan Kent in particular, um, what was your thoughts on his involvement in the goal and in general yesterday? Oh, you're right, Ryan Kent. I, I thought Ryan Kent can over over his touch was heavy. It's the first touch which kind of knocked it further into the box than I think he would have intended. So he ended up, you know, being closer to the touchline that which meant that he then had the, the chop back. But the guy's certainly uh, caught his foot, dragged him away. He's on the deck, penalty all day long, and Don Robertson. And you see from the camera behind, from behind the goal, from, from where the, the away fans, the Rangers end was, 
and you see the perfect view of this, how he cannot call that out as a penalty kick is, is quite worrying, to be honest, that he's not prepared to uh, to make that decision, knowing full well that it's probably referred. He's, he's just passing the buck. I, I, I would hope that they would be uh, he would be taken to task for that because the and showing certainly the view from behind the goal, he was he was he was on the edge of the box, so he was no more than what ten yards from that. Perfect view, couldn't have been better positioned, and just refused or or wouldn't make the decision. Shocking! It was a stone old penalty. I mean, as the replay showed, and then, and then Don Robertson agrees with us now that he's seen the replay. When he saw it, you know, far closer in in real life, and didn't didn't act on it, which I think is a, a worrying. A worrying sign for, for referees. David T. Um, James Tavenier steps up and he, calm as you like, um, puts the penalty by. Uh, I think maybe about, was it maybe a year ago, 18 months ago, we were starting to question his penalties, but he's been good at them and, um, over the last maybe six months or so. I think there's only one that I can rem- remember that he's missed. Um, he lights that side, then he lights putting it to the keeper's right, but he puts it high and hard. And I mean, David Marshall's a good keeper. There was no chance he was getting that. Um, cool as you like for James Tavernier. Yeah, it's always into the side net, and he always seems to get it, doesn't he? It's uh, absolutely brilliant. Can I just go give give the referee a wee bit of breathing room on on this? Because I actually didn't think it was a penalty at first, to be honest with you, and for the simple reason. If you weren't watching the guy's foot, the way Ryan, uh, sorry, Ryan Kent went down, it was in sort of a slow motion he went down. And if you're just watching his, his upper body, then I, I can imagine that at that moment you, you didn't give that penalty. So that, that's just a wee breath for the referee. But I know, I know a lot of people all disagree with me in that, but that, that that's the way I saw it. Um, but no, Tavernier, he's, he's brilliant. I must admit, I didn't like. He was starting to go down the middle far too often, and I think the I think it was Aberdeen goalkeeper, wasn't it, that saved the saved the penalty from him uh, not not so long ago, trying to go down the middle, and it was just a matter of time before somebody actually stood and and waited for the ball down the middle because he was doing it far too often, and that now he's back to, to his old ways, putting it into the corner, and I think in a few. Couple of penalties, uh, maybe the next one he'll he'll, he'll put it into the other side because he's just a good at putting it the other side as well. But uh, it's okay putting one down the centre now and again. But as I say, I would I, I know me watching him, I would have been sitting waiting for the, for a penalty down the middle for from him a couple of weeks ago, and that's just what happened. But I, I I don't think you can. I mean, every great player misses a penalty, and he'll miss he'll miss in the future again. But he's absolutely brilliant at uh, taking them. Uh, I mean, when you talk, that's 97 goals, I think it is, he's got. Something like that. Unbelievable. Aye. We've lost your... Oh, lost your sound there slightly. Um, oh, no, that was just my, my stream uh, freezing. Um, just before I come to you, Andy, um, apologies that my... Uh, my comments weren't coming through uh, quite as quickly as they should have. Um, I can see there's a uh, Cami. Um, he's gifting a couple of gallant few memberships to some of the some of the listeners, um, getting them signed up. Thanks very much. Really, really appreciate the support. Um, just want to give you a shout out on the pod. Like, I don't know. Like, I think 
but we've added about 25% of our, our members in the space of half an hour, so I do really appreciate you guys supporting the podcast. Um, it goes a long way. Andy, last word on James Tavernier. Again, well, I'll open up to Tavernier and Barisic, actually. I thought they were much more involved in the game yesterday than they have been in recent weeks. And again, I don't want to keep on harping back to the midfield. Midfield did allow that, but I thought they, they both were put in solid displays. Yeah, uh, I'd agree there. Uh, to go just a, a last word on the kind of penalty. I, for, for, first of all, I thought I I looked at it the first time. My, my dad was sitting close to the telly and he went, "Ah, I don't know about that one." I thought the way that Ryan Kent got up, I compared it to the penalty we got across the city against Hearts, which was overturned for a dive by VAR. I thought the Kent went down. He kind of went okay, but this last night when he went down, it was like. Are you being serious? Are you not even going to consider it as a penalty? He, 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 he honestly looked like a madman. I thought he was going to run straight up to the, the ref. Uh, but um, VAR does its job, and then Tav does what Tav does, to quote David Middlefinger Martindale. Um, Barisic, I've always been a big fan of Borna Barisic. I know he gets a lot of slack, especially from where I, around where I sit at Ibrox. Um, there's a, a good few in the, the, pitch, the pitchforks and the any time Bonner passes the ball back. Um, but, yeah, I, I have to say, especially if down Tavernier's side, I always thought if we've got a solid midfield player in there, which is usually Ryan Jack down Tav's side, Tav feels a, a wee bit less pressure on him when he needs to worry about if I get caught out. Whereas if he knows Jack's there, I, I think he just feels the freedom. With um, Barisic, um, it's good that, that he continues to get forward. He did what I, I never thought I'd see him do, is he... he he faced up the man and then he took onto his weak foot, which I was. It was honestly my jaw hit the floor. I had never seen him shape up on his right foot. He's always he's always the left foot. Um, I I don't know. I, I think I I chop up to just all the players having a wee bit extra confidence them um, last night, and a wee bit extra drive. You know, I felt any one of them could have <laughs> if they gave them the ball, they could have scored. They all can and they all wanted to score. That's the good thing. Like I think Connor Goldson took the ball from my throw in and drove past a couple of Hibs players later in the late stages of the game, and the, I think I, I I chop up the 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 ball and the Tav situation as just a wee bit extra confidence last night. I don't know if it was a case of they they fed off the atmosphere just as much as the Hibs players did at the start, and the kind of we're going to shut you up kind of way um, that. We've got nobody with us apart from our own fans and, and our teammates, so we're just going to go and silence the doubters, which I, I can I'm, I'm happy to see something like that happening. I think they do have. I, there was always a confidence issue. I feel, and I thought it doesn't help with the whole questioning of the would we have won fifty five with the fans in the stadium. It, it, it fuels that argument, which I don't like because I think that season was just brilliant. But this season, especially when a few results went bad under the old manager, it did look like. Most of them wanted to just find a hole and hide in it, but hopefully that's the good times coming back with a wee bit more confidence in the Aye, eleven players. Definitely, and seeing that that hunger to get in the score the score sheet and bear in mind Rangers had thirty one attempts in row yesterday, and even when we got to three four um, up, we were still hungry for more. It's been a long time since we've seen that determination. Um, I'll, I'll stick with you, Andy. Give you first crack at this point, um, just on that driving determination. Fashion Sakala, I want all the your takes on him. Obviously, he was heavily involved as the AVP. Um, 
ability to for the, the second goal. Um, picking up the ball for, for Kent, getting to the byline. Brilliant ball across for Cholak. And then he... He actually picks up the, the ball for the, the third goal. Um, a good header for Ryan Jack, um, picking up a, a poor David Marshall clearance into the feet of Fashion Sagala. So composed, and there's no something we, all, we say too often with Sagala. Brilliant touch and then finish. What was your thoughts on him last night? <sighs> Fashion Sagala, you could write a book on him. He's, a, he's an, an enigma. Because you look at him some days and you go, where did we find this guy? And, and did they tell? Did they honestly think he was good at football? And then the next day you look at him and you go, Jesus Christ, this guy could be a hundred million pound player. I said, I, I, I was at work during the Kilmarnock game, and I caught some of the some pieces. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Of him taking on a guy and the final ball isn't brilliant, or he, he, the amount of times he has a one on one, and you think that's it, that's a goal. I think he actually had one, well, if I can remember correctly, had a one on one where he, he knocked the ball behind the Hibs player and he was just driving, and instead of cutting in front of the Hibs player to get a shot, he stayed wide and he ended up getting the ball stuck between his legs. He, I don't know what it is, he, he does the hard stuff like brilliantly. But some of the basics go askew. Like for I look I always say about the Dundee United volley, the kind of the one where Jack kind of dinks it in behind and he takes it first time. That's a very difficult finish. He, he, and the swivel on the Hibs player, he sent him to the shops. I, I honestly thought the, the way he, when he isn't in that kind of I'm gonna score a world day. The the easy chances I, I was I was chopping that as an easy chance. He'll just try and hit it in his right foot first time. But he doesn't. He, he sells. He sells the defender some PPI, and then he just slots it home. Easy days. So it's honestly, it's 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 a bet. That's a bet. It's a betting. It's a better's nightmare because you never know what you're gonna get. Well, you, you would see a goal one day, and then he'll put in Rosette the next day. David P, you can hear the frustration in Andy's voice here. It's a frustration we all share with Fashion Sagala, but Fashion Sagala's right to turn up. Um, it's. I saw shit, Jerry Shite, um, and that's we can say this about a hundred different attributes for a hundred different players. But if they have X, Y, and Z, they won't be at Rangers. If Fashion Sakala can find composure consistently, it wouldn't be at Rangers. But um, I think he is the more he plays under Michael Beale, the more he is starting to add add his own personality and his own stamp into the team. Isn't he? Yeah, I think. 
I think I mentioned this a few weeks ago, and we discussed it about fashion, you know, because you don't know what you're going to get with fashion. But he seems to be taking on board what he's been taught at the training ground, you know, what he's off the, the moves. You know, you can see he's, he's a wee bit more aware, you know, of the offside. David T will be uh, glad to hear that fashion seems to, the penny seems to have dropped. He certainly, you can see he's more conscious of that. But, I mean, for you whippersnappers, you know, you two young guys will probably won't remember this, but David will. But there used to be can a- I just say, it's fucking brilliant having Andy on the pod, man. Uh, <laughs> like, you know, I, I'm, no, I'm no the baby of the pod anymore. It's, uh, I feel like I'm joining you boys in the, in the fucking balcony with the Muppets. <laughs> but there used to be on question of sport, they would play you know, passages of, of, of play of various sporting events and they would stop it and then they would say, what happened next? You know, they were usually kind of famous clips and you would say, oh, the, he crossed the ball, he hit it in, he hit it out the ground for a six, whatever. So there used to be that was the element and I think we could resurrect this for fashion Sakala because when, when the ball comes to fashion and it gets to him, you've got to try and guess what happens next because with fashion, it's almost impossible. I think, as Andrew just alluded to, when that ball gets played to from Ryan Jack, I think 99 out of 100 forwards, he would have just struck it with the right foot. Just, you know, he's got a shot away and goal, and, and fashion went the other way, and completely uh, wrong-footed the guy, and, and then got a strike on goal with his left foot. I mean, if you were in, in the, the question of sports studio, you say, Fashion then scores from his left with his left foot from what happened next. You would never get that. Been, and that's fashion for you. I thought he was. Uh, I thought he was very good yesterday. His commitment, energy, absolutely second to none. The guy. Sometimes you know it's going to end up in Rosehead, and he seems to. You just. And that, I guess that's what uh, he must be a nightmare to play against. An absolute nightmare because I, I'm not sure his teammates have any idea what fashion will do next. So. Christ knows what, what the opposition think, but he is uh, he's certainly value for money. Uh, I mean, he's I think he had a goal and two assists last night. So he's... Uh, I thought the Rangers forwards, uh, Big Tony and Ryan Kent, who, who continues to kind of let me down a wee touch in terms of strikes and goal, you know, and goal-scoring opportunities, because he'd certainly lost the ball, but he, he made his contribution last night. The, the, the players were buzzing about. Just the energy that the Rangers played with last night. And see when we got to the start of the second half, which probably will come on to. Rangers were superb at this point. Superb. Absolutely. Some of the best football we've seen since the last time we played in Edinburgh. And I've seen a few listeners say, let's just play the Scottish Cup final in Murrayfield um, on a Wednesday night. Uh, David T. Davey is right that Rangers were sublime in the second half and I'm not saying that lightly because um, Rangers have um, pissed me off more than once this season um, so um, good to see them good to see them actually going for the juggler as we said um, we've been speaking about Fashion Sakala there and I think he really is enjoying a bit of freedom up front um, under Van Bronckhorst we had fixed positions out in the wing, had to hug the byline, which can work if the tactics are right, but it didn't work for our players. Sakala is really enjoying the movement and freedom he's getting alongside Kent. But what's really interesting is there's a bit of a duel going on between Sakala and Cholak. They're linking up so well. What was your thoughts on seeing the two together? And also two goals, uh, two 
that three out of the four goals came from one of the two. Well, Bill actually let something slip yesterday in one of his interviews. He talked about having it's good having two up front or something like that. So Aye. I think I think he's actually changed the team. And the way I was looking at it yesterday, Ryan Kent was actually playing in the middle as well. So we, we would, we, it was more a, 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 the forward line was a one-two with two forwards and Ryan uh, Ryan Kent, sorry, behind them. So I, I think we've, we've totally changed the, the way. The thing with last night was the hunger to get the ball back. And I, I'm going to say, we've talked about uh, Raskin and we've talked about Jack, but I'm going to say Cantwell as well. When, when, when Cantwell came in, I thought, oh, this is going to be one of these wee guys with tights on that doesn't get near a tackle. But he's proved me totally wrong in that. You and half a follow-follow, by the way. There were several <laughs> threads slating him. Yeah. And and it, it's just it's like a coming tiger, isn't it? He just it just gets in about them. And uh, I mean, yesterday I think it was it, it was on his backside, and and he still get the ball away from him four different players. And it was absolutely no, he, he's brilliant. The, the will to get the ball back, and that's what we were missing under Gio. But I'm I'm still going to say for me the biggest thing with Gio was that the players just weren't fit. And I think if if you're not fit, you've no good confidence. And it's the fitter you get, you can just see the Rangers are getting fitter every week. And Hibs couldn't live with us yesterday. They just couldn't live with us. And that, for me, that's a big difference. And well, now if we keep going with this, then uh, I have every um, confidence that that we'll be putting a, a far better run in for the league next year than we will have done this year. Uh, just on Camwell, um, I actually thought for the first 10, 15 minutes he was a bit wasteful with the ball and he should have done better for the free kick that we we gave away to concede the first goal. But after that, he just joined in in the the whole attitude of, fuck it, let's start playing football. Even at one point in the second half, he was on his arse and Hibs couldn't get the ball off him. Um, he, and he, um, he had a couple of good balls in as well, and Borna Barisic had a great effort in there for a good Camwell ball, but I agree with you, Davey. Um, he, he added, I, I can't really fault MD um, on the pitch, maybe apart from Alan McGregor, who uh, didn't do anything last night. Can I just you, you mentioned the Borna Barisic shot there. Can I just say what I saved from the keeper? That was unbelievable save. Because yeah. Barisic, he really hit that full throttle. And the keeper, what was it, from four yards or something like that? And the keeper managed to get his hands up. Absolutely brilliant save. I'll give Marshall that one. Aye, definitely. Back on to Cholak, uh, Andy. Um, Obviously, a lovely lovely, uh, finish for the the second goal, getting getting to the front post, which he he does like doing. That's what I like about Cholak. He can go either way, go back post. He makes defenders think. And then... uh, for the fourth goal, just an instinctive finish. We've seen that time and time again for him. What I, what I've said this the last few times in the pod, what I love about Cholak right now, he's adding more to his game. He's not just a goal scorer. He's he's so much more involved now. Yeah, again, my age growing up, my first Croatian striker that I experienced with Dado Purso, only for a short time, I was still quite young, but looking back, I was, I was, it starts to make sense why my dad used to get me personal nine in the back of my tops when I was a wee boy. Then, of course, we get Nikita Jelovic. Again, that was another superb Croatian striker. And we found another one with Tony Goals. Um, at the start of the season, I have to say, 
David was saying, David T, before the, the start of the podcast, was saying that he, he has scored a lot more goals than you would think. He's, uh, I think he honestly, he's, he's just, it's hard to not just say, oh, he's just brilliant, because he, he just is. I, I'm, I'm such a big fan of him. I think, I think to be honest, I was being a bit harsh. I think a lot of Rangers support us being a wee bit harsh when when Bill came in. He was coming back from an injury. Um, so when we first started to see him playing and the what the Morelos role would be of the striker that drops deep, striker that holds up the ball. I don't think we were seeing the best of Cholak because of that injury. Now we're seeing him at his best and he, he's performing exactly what we want him to be doing. Like if for him in fashion, I, honestly, and I like I liked a wee moment in the Kilmarnock game at Ibrox where I think it was Cholak squared one to Sakala and he scoffed it and then oh, it was the other way around. And when they celebrated the goal, eventually... It, it was just Sakala and, and Cholak just going and just having a wee word in each other's ears and going, right, if you're there, I'll give you the ball. See, that's how we, we'll play a wee link there. And it's I'm, I'm enjoying the wee kind of partnership we're getting. And it was evident last night. I mean, Hibs were just, I don't know if they could, they, they, they might wake up and actually see one of them at the bottom of their bed. They're that scared. They're just, they were an absolute handful. Um, and again, just... If we're looking to next season, if we're going to be losing Alfie, then I'm sure I don't want to say we're in safe hands because then we're only going to be having Tony Goals and injury crock in our roof. I think we do need another striker in there, but I think Antonio needs to be the starter going forward, especially if Morelos is, is not going to be here, then you need to get him in as much game time under this the, the new management to get him up to speed, make sure he is feeling it with the, the, his partners. If it's going to be Kent and, and um, in fashion next season, if we're going to have fashion but not Kent next season, especially if it's not going to be that, and it's going to be only fashion and and Cholak, especially if, and again, especially if it is a two up front with them as the kind of the, the, the two and one behind and the attacking midfielder, then you do need to be working that partnership, giving it a lot of game time. No, absolutely, and I, it's you mentioned there just about how they were reacting, how they were speaking to each other, and I, I do look for the um, the the non tangible um, side of the game and stuff like that. And I think that does that does speak volumes of how that team is progressing. Um, it was almost like Pasho and Novo, like how they used to just really connect with each other uh, when they first started getting going playing. Um, David, you got to come in there. Can I, can I just say, see see that goal that Joe Latch scored. The, he made a run to the back post first and then he made a run to the front post. If that was Morelos, Morelos just donned uh, just sort of jogs to the back post, he would have never have made that run. And that it's great to see uh, a, a striker make a run like that because it just shows you that uh, he's thinking about what he's doing and not just hoping. Aye, and when we call him a poacher, it is um, a big uh, disservice because he is so clever and they're starting to show that and even like you seen him time and time again last night coming deep and linking up again. I liked when I play when we attack through different channels. There was times where he was coming deep and Kent and Sakala were getting beyond him. There was times where he was playing on the edge, uh, going front post, back post. It just makes defenders think and it's hard to defend against. Yeah, David, we do need to bring it. We do need to bring in a striker though if, if Morales goes. We can't keep with these two strikers. We do, and David P, I'll bring you in there because you did allude to it at the Michael Beale at the press conference. Um, he he said they have a plan that they want to work on behind the scenes, but they've not quite had the time yet. Um, 
I think Andy's maybe touched on a point there that that might actually see we see it may actually be that we see more of two up front. Um, I, I think that might be what he's alluding to because he did answer it when he was asked about Antonio Cholak. What's your thoughts? I think he was uh, quite expansive on his comments about Tony. Antonio, to give him his Sunday name. But he was he mentioned, you know, that he was uh, injured when he arrived and that, uh, you know, he's he's working his way back to fitness. He's got his way back to fitness. But I think what was, which was significant, was for me anyway, was that he kind of commented on Cholak's kind of positive attitude and his... I think the people in the squad like him. Whereas, you know, I, I could be going out on a limb here, but I think Alfredo Morelos is a selfish bastard. And I think that... Tony what gives is, you that idea? And, he, and he's and he's just much more of a team player. And you could see that we a rapport the way we, uh, we fashion, when the, we fashion was, was lifted his head. So as, as David said, he makes the near post run. And uh, fashion pings it on to him, one touch goal. That goal was the second goal Ranger scored last night was fucking superb in a number of ways. But the Sakala across one touch finish was uh, just the end product from what was really good, you know, from winning it in midfield. So I think maybe just Tony is just a better fit in the squad in terms of his application. You know, he's he's so enthusiastic, he gives a hundred percent. And I think working with people like that, crisis, I mean, it's like any other business, really, you know, when you're working with fucking volunteers rather than huffy bastards, it just makes for a, a, a better, you know, all-round feel-good factor. And I think there was an element, I, I could, you could detect that, I could anyway, from Rangers in the second half when they, they were beginning to enjoy themselves. They were really top-notch. We were pinging out one-touch stuff and the Hibs just couldn't get the ball and they just looked super confident. Uh, ability, it was just all coming together. It was just, uh, and, and that kind of lasted up until, you know, we had the, the five-way sub thing. But, but from the halftime till till about the 70-odd minutes, Rangers were unplayable. We just, uh, and, and you could just see that the, the, Todd Cantwell, I think, was probably the the, the most visual of, of that because he's just, he's in top of his game at this point. You know, you can't touch me, give me the ball, Pinging it about, you know, it was in a couple of wee flicks, and I'm I'm going to say something which is fucking completely outrageous. Was there's there's just a wee hint of of gas going about Cantwell. I, I mean, clearly they're in in terms of the, the ability of the players are in different levels, but see those wee tricks that he does. You know, remember when a uh, you know tricks are for the circus, but he he, he did it on Saturday against Kilmarnock when he played the one. When he, when he knocked off the inside of his leg to pass the ball. And there was a couple of moments last night when you can see this boy's just oozing confidence. So maybe what, I'm getting ahead of myself here, but I think this boy is capable of, uh, of great things with us. I think it's just uh, the character, uh, Todd Cantwell, the gallusness. Uh, he, he's going to be one of these players he can be playing terrible for eight or nine minutes and he still fancies himself to do, I don't know, a, a Cruyff turn and then ping a 30-yarder. He, he doesn't. He will be, I dare say, he will be frustrating at times, but you do need those type of players. You do need them to just step up and believe in their own ability um, when it's getting... <laughs> when, when we need it. Um, so moving ahead to Sunday then, David, I'll come to you first. 
we did see the the quintuple uh, change uh, last night. Uh, five subs coming on. I think it was Lundstrom, right, Arfield, Haji, and Morelos. Um, and what I actually did quite like is it didn't kill the game. I actually thought the subs done quite well. It didn't turn it into a third game or anything. Also, we did drop a wee bit, but we were still hungry for blood. Um, but going up against Rafe Rovers on Sunday, Scottish Cup. Scottish Cup is huge for us this season. Um, we, we need to win it, no qualms about it. I don't think I would change it for Sunday, barring MD who needs a rest. I think, we, for me, I want to keep the momentum going and I want to take 10 on Sunday. What Would you change it? No, definitely not. Um, we're, we're now so far into the competition, and it's a competition that we've we've really got to win now. So I wouldn't be. I would put out our best team. If we if we can manage to get uh, three or four goals up, then you can think about changing the the whole system. But can I just have one wee moan before I before I go further? You were see, doing so well. No, but see, there's there's this uh, treacher for the circus. I really, hate it. I really hate that because if you can beat a player, then it doesn't matter how you beat him. You you can just, remember the, the, there was a, a guy done the butterfly. I can't remember the guy's name now. That we we got in loan for a while in the very first game he played. He done one of these butterflies. On loan from Spurs. Yeah, If you can do that. Why the heck can you, if you can beat a player by, by, by doing that flick, why can you not do it? The whole of Scotland was up uprage that a player had tried that. I can't believe that. If you can beat a player by doing that, you should be allowed to do it. I can imagine there's some tricks that you can't do. I mean there was a I don't know, there was a guy called the seal or something like that. He could he could put a ball in his head and he could run right round uh with him. I can imagine that you can't do that. But if you can just be a flick over somebody's head I don't see why you can't use that. Anyway, that's how we moan over. <laughs> um, to go back, no, I wouldn't change things. Uh, I, I might try and change things. Uh, I mean, if it, I don't know what's happened to Lowry. Is he injured again? Or is he still just... Injured, uh, He'll be uh, another two weeks, aye. Okay, is that a Rangers two weeks or a, a normal two weeks? A Jordan Rossiter two weeks. Aye, he'll be 30 <laughs> by the time he's back. <laughs> No, I, um, I would, I would, I would just keep 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 the same team and and get them get them better to know each other, especially um, Raskin and uh, Cantmo. Definitely keep them in the team and uh, maybe maybe the, some of the players that, that are injured. I mean, Suter, I would certainly give Suter more game time. I think uh, I don't think I would start him right enough. But I would certainly give him more game time, and uh, it, it, my hope would be get three or four up, and then uh, and then change. Uh, and Teddy Bear just crawling out um, Yilmaz um, good to see him back playing for the Rangers B team uh, on Wednesday alongside uh, John Suter as well some minutes um, Andy what's your thoughts um, on Sunday um, uh, again I don't want to state the obvious and the four of us all say how important it is we know that that really annoyed me last night by the way um, when I, I was trying to get a word in Michael B on the press conference and some dick for the Herald is just like oh how important is the Scottish Cup what kind of fucking question is that to ask a manager? It's like asking, are you happy you won today? Anyway, that's my rant over. Um, we're all getting one out. But back to my initial question, Andy. Do you foresee any changes or you with David T? Keep the same team, get four up and then start getting people on. Uh, 
Well, we look at Partick Thistle. I think they made some changes in that one. And uh, as we know, it didn't go to plan for most of the game. And it was a, a lot harder than it needed to be. I think I have to admit, if if if, if things stay the same and the fitnesses and we get a wee bit of injury luck, we're, we're not getting looking as bad as injuries as we had at the start of the season then I think you could see a similar team to the one you get got last night all the way until the end of the season I, I, it's, it's one of those when you look at your, the, the tweet coming out with the lineup and you go that's your best squad it feels like I would say that's probably your best squad I don't see uh, you could argue your man's like it's back fit you want to see what he does uh, compared to Barisic um, but in terms of form I'd say that's our best squad I think Sunday would be if we could get the same kind of effort and commitment levels as we got last night is Sunday, and it it could be goals galore. Firstly, but I'd like to see um, if Todd Cantwell could get his first goal in Sunday, that would just give him a wee bit extra of right. It's off the back. The monkey's off the back. So I feel that's the only thing he's really missed because for the uh, was it the corner the corner goal goal at, at Kelly, where it was Cantwell hit the first shot. Came back to him and he flung himself at it. He made it all the effort he could get uh, to actually strike the ball the second time, and obviously it then fell to Goldson. I just think, see if he could get a goal, that would be rocket fuel for him. I think just having that. Well, there you go. I said monkey off the bat, and we'll go from here. Uh, he's he's he'll be a it will be a big sale hopefully in the future for us. It's about enjoying it whilst it lasts. I and I want I want the Rangers players to have the same determination, like. Um, and I know it's no probably no the most glamorous attacks compared to the, the game at Easter Road, but see the, the Rangers players were just lining up to try and get on the straw sheet yesterday. I won that on Sunday. I players like Campbell, he is somebody who is gonna like he's confident enough as as a goal has just got to set him through the roof. And that's what I want for Dog Campbell, almost edging on the cockiness. Um Davey P, same question to you. Any changes for Sunday? And probably, like, I, I think the, the, we'll all kind of agree that we're happy with the team that started yesterday. But at what we were speaking about with, like, Ryan Jack, um, mm-hmm. is it for him? Do you maybe give him a rest, um, considering that he's made a chocolate at the best of times? Or is there any other players you think are concerning that? He'll maybe choose for fitness levels. They'll will change. Well, I think there are there are arguments for and against, aren't there? You know, because the suitor, you know, there are Kevin Roof. You know, there'll be people who you would say like, let's get some minutes. But and I, Bill alluded to this at this press conference that it's going to be difficult to break. You have to establish within the squad that they need to understand that your selection for the next game will be based on your performance today in this game. So if, if he's going to do that, then the team that played last night is the team that plays on Sunday. So as long as they maintain that level of performance, then that's that's they're the first team picks. So as soon as it drops, surely that's where the competition thing kind of kicks in. So that players who know that when they're in the team and they don't perform, they'll be out the team. So that, that link between... You playing and your performance has to maybe more established than it has been when we'll chop and change. So for that reason, and just alone, I would I would try and minimise the changes, if any, and go again with it with this, the guys who played last night and say, look, just and I think he he actually made the comment same again or on in the press, you know, for Sunday, and we would want to see the energy because I mean at his press conference, 
uh, after the game last night. It was just a list of, you know, praise for, for the team and, and the effort that they put in and the performance that they put in. So to reward that performance, you go straight back in on Sunday. Definitely, and I thought that was very interesting. Even Lee Johnson, uh, the Hibs manager, when he was asked about his performance, it was very much um, disappointed about how do you cope with Rangers. That's um, that was pretty much a message, and he's no wrong. Like Hibs would have had to have like played out their skin and then some to even be in the same level as Rangers uh, beyond the the sixth minute. Um, so all we can really hope for is even a fraction of that um, for Sunday and we're going to go through comfortably. Um, that's us just approaching the hour mark, gents. Um, I think that's as good a time to wrap it up as always. Um, it's been a fairly positive pod. No one that we always get this season, so thank you and indulging us. Um, just before we wrap up, a massive thank you to all the listeners and People who are watching live, people who will be listening to this on Friday morning, um, we do really appreciate your support. Um, if you, you know, if you do want to become a member pound a month, then you can um, do it on Apple, Spotify, or YouTube. If you don't, if you can find us a like, um, a follow on Twitter, um, even a subscribe on YouTube, um, you know, it's not everybody is in a position to part with money that's great but even if you can find us a like it really helps uh, the podcast grow and we do appreciate everybody tuning in so gents I'm going to press you for a, a goodbye to the listeners and as always a prediction for Sunday kick us off David T thanks for coming on mate yeah thanks for having me on and thanks for all the, the listeners that, that come in and listen to us I just uh, I want to uh, go on I hope Fashion Sakala doesn't try one of the Butterfly kicks because I think he'll probably end up breaking his neck. <laughs> um, uh, no, it's great. It's great, you know, great talking about the Rangers. It was a great win and uh, still buzzing. Can't wait for the next game now. That's uh, that's what you get when when your confidence is up. Can't wait for the next game, and that's what I've got now. Andy, uh, it was good doing my my first pod with you. Um, I'm so glad you've come on after a win uh, because I did really feel guilty. But thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks. I'm really enjoying uh, the podcast. Um, I, I can't say I'm surprised by the amount of support you get because it's the Rangers family. It's the best group of supporters in the land. Um, I, I, again, we can all be sad together when we get beat, but when we're, when we're winning, it's always good to have 50,000 extra people pointing and laughing at the Hibs fans. Um, so yeah, long may it continue and roll on Sunday. And what's your prediction for Sunday? Well, I I would go out and say goals galore due to the the, the golf and class based on last night. But there's a tight there's a tiny totally wee part at the back of the head that says, "Don't forget Partick Thistle." As long as long as the boys give give them the, the amount of respect they deserve, then I'm sure we'll be fine. And I, I, I would go with all things. Going the way I, I hope they will go um, with that amount of respect. I think you you could see four or five. I'll go for five now to the gels. I'll take it. I absolutely take it. And last but not least, Davey P. Thanks for joining us as always, mate. What's your predictions for Sunday? Just one wee observation just before I give you the prediction. Uh, last night, we the offside goal was significant in that. When uh, Tavernier, who's a right back, is on the shoulder of the last defender, when that ball gets played through, I, I think it was just indicative of how positive the players were. 
you know, last night across the board. Because um, Andrew mentioned earlier, you know, Connor Goldson stepping out of defence and getting themselves into the 18-yard box. You can see Tavernier was uh, on the on the shoulder of the last defender to take that ball through when he's got no right to be there. And and Borna Barisic, you know, cutting on, you know, trying to uh, chop, keeps chopping in and is getting it on his right foot, which eventually, uh, you know, trying to find a way to get it back onto his left foot. But that positivity, you know, across the board was uh, refreshing to see. And as for Sunday, I'm going for 4-0. Rangers, of course. <laughs> 4-0 Rangers, I'll, I'll take it. I'm, I'm going to go. I'm feeling good, boys. I'm going to go 6-0. Oh. Rangers will be five, five not not by sixty minutes, and then we'll make five changes again. I don't know, maybe John Sittle, maybe John Sittle will come on, score off a corner as well. Fuck it, yeah. a penalty. Hey, eh? oh. Rangers, Rangers home tie in the cup, they'll get a penalty. Uh, they'll probably get a dodgy VAR decision. It's just the way things are meant to be. But on that note, is that is that after extra time? <laughs> oh, man, that's I've seen enough uh, extra time in the last eighteen months to day me a lifetime. So on that note, before I get civil PTSD, have a good weekend, everybody. We'll be back with you on Sunday. Take care. <laughs>